Welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a certified personal trainer, high altitude mountaineer, and ultra runner. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like a mountaineer so you can boost your chances of reaching the summit. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, mountain climbing will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. If you have a big climb coming up and you're 100% convinced you're not ready and that you're going to die, welcome to mountaineering. Self-doubt before a trip is so common, I thought it deserved its very own podcast episode. Because while these thoughts are irrational, there are some very good reasons you're having them. And understanding why your brain does what it does can help relieve anxiety so that you can get excited about your trip. Hey, I'm your host, Sarah, and today's episode was inspired by a post in our Facebook group. Um, Someone posted before a backpacking trip that they were just ready to quit, didn't feel fit, um, didn't feel like they had gotten far enough in their training plan and was absolutely positive. They were just going to go to the mountains and fall down, die somewhere along the way and be picked apart by vultures. And (laughs) they, they ended the post with, does anyone else ever feel this way? Oh, child, like there was so many responses, (laughs) including from me, from people that had chips coming up that they just didn't feel 100% prepared for and were very anxious about for various reasons. But fitness tends to be a very big one. Just thinking that we're not physically ready to do the thing can have us really spinning before we head out on a big trip. So I think today it's important to talk about this. And before we dive in, I'll I'll share a personal story, one reason. And I can really relate to this that comes from my Grand Canyon rim to rim to rim experience. And for those of you who aren't familiar with this particular hike, um, the rim to rim to rim is when you hike across the Grand Canyon to the other side, and then you come back without stopping. So it's basically an ultra endurance hike. And the numbers on it are something like, there's a couple of ways you can go, but anywhere between 42 and 46 miles and about nine, 10,000 feet of elevation gain. So it's a pretty burly hike, right? And a couple of years ago, I had some friends that were interested in doing this and they invited me to go with them. And it's been on my bucket list. I was totally excited to do it, but I didn't have a whole lot of time to get ready. And really, (laughs) I had all these numbers in my mind of what I should be doing. I'm like, oh, I should at least get a 30 mile hike in and do lots of elevation gain before I even attempt to do this. And all I really got in, I was training for a marathon at the time. So all I really did was my marathon long run in town which was about 14 miles. And it was like 200 feet of elevation gain, like nothing, no no vert at all, really. And I remember right before the Grand Canyon trip being terrified and thinking, this is the end of me. I'm going to die. How is my trip insurance? I was checking my, my spot, my little satellite messenger. I'm like, is it all ready to go in the event that I just completely collapse at the bottom and need to be helicoptered out? Um, I was Googling things on the internet. I'm like, can they rescue you with a burrow? Can you, can you hire a burrow to take you out of the Grand Canyon if you're too tired to climb out? And the other thing I worried a lot about was just being left alone for being 
the slow one, I was like, everyone else is going to be in better shape. They're going to abandon me. They're going to leave me there. And it's going to be just tragic and very sad. And to say that I was creating a lot of drama around this compared to what really happened is such an understatement. I actually went on the trip and felt great. Um, <laughs> those 14 miles did, were, were apparently enough. I, I really enjoyed the trip. Um, the, the hike is so beautiful. If you know, if you've ever been down in the Grand Canyon, it's such an amazing, like mystical crazy place. You just can't even, like, I I couldn't even be, like, too sad and tired when I was down there. And I really didn't have a whole lot of trouble physically until the very end. And right at the point when we were climbing out, we were starting to get very tired. The sunset, and if you've ever seen the sunset over the Grand Canyon, when you're walking up the the South Rim, it really kind of takes away the pain. It's kind of like a drug. So, you know, I really was convinced I was going to die, and it was honestly not too bad. We had a lot of fun. I enjoyed the people I was with. We didn't rush or go too fast, and it ended up being just an amazing experience. So hopefully my story is a little bit reassuring for you if you feel like you haven't done enough training and you're not ready. But let me also dive into three kind of concrete reasons that you may be feeling unprepared before your trip and I'm going to do I'm going to debunk each of these a little bit for you so that hopefully you can feel less anxious and more excited about your trip that's coming up. So the first one has to do with where you're at in the training cycle. Um, usually a couple weeks before you tr- your trip, if you're if you're doing your training right, you're going to hit something called your peak week. And this is the fitness peak that you've been building toward the entire time. You've been stressing your body. You've been giving it a little bit of time to, re- to rest and super compensate so that it actually gets a little bit stronger. And then you just stress it again. <laughs> it's kind of like you're flogging your way to fitness. It's, it's If you think about it, it's, it's kind of a sad thing that it happens, even though the results are really awesome and great. Um, but yeah, basically you're coming to the end of this cycle where, where you've been building and building and building and breaking yourself down and building yourself up. And by the time you get to the end of that cycle, you've pushed yourself to almost like an artificial fitness peak. If you've done it right, you're actually at a level of fitness that's so high for you. You probably can't maintain it indefinitely. It's only here for a few weeks or a few months. But what that means is that the getting there, the peak week, it doesn't feel good. (laughs) You're probably really tired. You may be sore. You may be feeling slow. So you reach your peak. You're feeling pretty terrible about your fitness often when you get there. But then if you're doing the process right, what you're going to do next is take a week or two, really back off your training, take time to really work on your nutrition, build yourself back up, heal, recover, consolidate all those gains. And then you're going to go to the mountains and guys, the difference is going to be like maybe not quite the difference between lightning and a lightning bug, but it's going to be very profound. You're going to be like, wow, I feel amazing <laughs> after this taper. The taper makes such a huge difference. So if you're 
kind of coming to your peak and feeling terrible, just know that that's normal. Remind yourself that it's part of the process and also remind yourself that you're gonna take the steps you need to to get ready and the pro- and, and also remind yourself that the process isn't finished. There are still a few more steps you need to take in order to be fully ready and trust the process. Be like, hey, this works. Endurance training is a very, very well-studied methodology. It's, it's worked for thousands of Olympic athletes over the decades. So, you know, it's going to work for you too. You really just need to trust the process. It's all good. Number two reason we often feel very anxious before a trip is has to do with the way that our brain has evolved, our survival mechanism. And this is something that's so fascinating to me, and it's something that I didn't really understand fully before mountaineering. And mountaineering was kind of the gateway to understanding my brain better, and now I apply this to like so many things in my life. So it's, it's, it's pretty pretty crazy stuff. And here's here it is in summary. Your brain is really evolved to tell you that anything you're going to do that's new, that's psychologically risky, that's different, your brain tells you that that's going to kill you. You're going to die. <laughs> it literally is trying to convince you of that as soon as you set out to do this thing, like climb a mountain. Your brain, what it really wants you to do, if you think about evolution and our early humans and uh, you know our, our ancestors, what, what, what would keep them alive? It was to do very low-risk things, and mostly as much as they could, stay in their cave. They would be more likely to survive if they didn't change their routine, if they stayed in the cave by the fire, if they, you know, had lots of sex, made new cave person babies, if they ate delicious food and just stayed in that cave. Obviously, they have to go to the cave every once in a while to get food, but that's kind of a scary thing because that's just stepping out of that cave is so risky. So whenever you decide that you're going to climb a mountain, you are stepping out of the cave in a big way, and your brain is going to go crazy. It's going to come up with every excuse in the book of why this is a bad idea, why it's wrong, why you're going to die if you do this. I've noticed this before mountaineering trips. A lot of people are like, man, I have a bad feeling about this one. You know, should I, should I cancel my plane ticket? Should I, should I not go? And, and, you know, not to discount intuition and our gut, because I think our gut has a lot of wisdom, but at the same time, you're always going to have that thought just because of the way your brain is wired. So there's always going to be thoughts of doom and gloom and (laughs) that this is going to kill you. And, and here's another layer of this that I think is really fascinating. Your brain knows, you know, all your weaknesses and where it can really hit you that makes a difference. So it's really looking for your insecurities. And if one of your insecurities is around fitness or around just not being the kind of person who climbs mountains, if you're if your brain knows that deep inside you're thinking, oh, I'm just this, this, this little fat kid that was never chosen in gym class, like who am I to climb a mountain? Even if you're not, obviously you're not that person now, but your brain knows that that's a vulnerability and it's going to keep bringing up those feelings. It's going to keep bringing up all your insecurities. 
And I think for a lot of us, fitness is our biggest insecurity. So your brain will just hammer that. It'll be like, you should have done this. Yes, should have done that. You're not far enough along in the training plan. It's a 21-week training plan. You're on week 13. You really think you're ready for this? Like, no way. (laughs) So yeah, your brain is kind of mean, right? It's like a mean kid. So how do you combat this? I think the best way just starts with awareness. Just know that your brain is going to do this. Really stop and notice the thoughts that come up for you. Your thoughts are really what create all the feelings and create all the anxieties. So really notice the thoughts. Some people really like to write them down. That can actually be very powerful because I think from day to day when we're living our lives, we we don't always realize what we're thinking. If If you set a timer for 10 minutes and just sit and like free write furiously and don't judge and just write down everything that comes up. You'll be like totally shocked by the shit that comes out of your brain. It's, it's, I always am. I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of, there's like a toddler running around in there with like a knife unsupervised. And I think the process of just understanding that those thoughts are there is the first step to really sorting them out and being like, what do I want in my brain? What's in there? Now that I've brought it into the light of day, I can choose what I'm going to put back in. So that awareness, I think, is your greatest weapon. And if you've never really been very introspective and taken time to really understand what happens in your mind, really use this experience. This is like an incredible opportunity to really get to know yourself that maybe you didn't realize you were going to have when you signed up for a mountaineering trip. But like I always say, like like mountaineering, you, you have to become a new person in order to be the person that could make it to the summit. And I think that learning how to manage your thoughts and control your brain and control your anxiety is part of that. So, so just understanding thoughts, doing thought work, and understanding that a lot of the anxiety that you're feeling comes from your survival mechanism and that that's normal can can go a long way towards relieving your anxiety about the trip. Number three reason people get very anxious before trips, I think we tend to overestimate the impact of our fitness and underestimate the impact of our mindset. When we go on a trip, to us it seems like a simple formula person plus fitness equals summit. And there's that's so not true. There's so many other things that intervene that come in the middle. But we do tend to focus on fitness, I think, because it is it, it does feel like something that we can control. There's a reason that people pay a lot of money for mountaineering coaches, mountaineering training plans, mountaineering sports nutrition cookbooks. We, those are the things that we feel like we have so much control over. And honestly, I think we overestimate the amount of control that we actually have over those things. Fitness is is very mysterious. You start at the beginning, you start doing your training plan, and you kind of get where you're going to get, and millions of things happen in the middle that may impact you, whether they're events in your life or, you know, just things that are going on with your body at the time where that slow you down. And that lack of control, which happens to almost everyone, with almost everyone, there's a breakdown in what our plan is for our fitness and what we where we actually end up. It can be very confronting to a lot of people, and a lot of people make that mean that they're not ready and that they can't make it to the summit, when actually they might be just fine. 
there's a mantra in endurance training that it's better to run your race or in this case climb your mountain a little bit undertrained than overtrained you can totally do it even if you haven't been perfect if your fitness isn't where you think it should be that doesn't mean that you can't go and do the thing and in fact these people that just completely like flog themselves into the ground trying to do everything perfect often have a harder time because they're overtrained and they're tired and they feel bad on the trip. Whereas you feel a little bad if you're undertrained too. Not necessarily bad, but you know, maybe you'll have some moments where you just don't have as much energy. Maybe your pace needs to be a bit slower, but you can totally still do it. And then I mentioned um, that we tend to underestimate the power of mindsets. And I think that this is so powerful. I know people that go and enter like all these ultra races and they like sign up to climb all these mountains and they have like no evidence that they can do this thing. Like they've never done the thing before. And they just go into it with a sense of fun of almost like, I don't know, like childlike innocence and play. And I, I wonder if I can do this. And, you know, Glory be, like, so many times they actually do it, <laughs> and they surprise, the, like, the, everyone around them surprise themselves, and and you look at them, and you're like, there's no way you should have been able to do that. You didn't have the right training plan. You didn't have, you, you eat, like, Marie Calendar, like, frozen pot pies for every meal. Like, where is the sports nutrition? And yet they do it. And <laughs> I think it's such a testament to the power of mindset, going into things with, like, a sense of wonder, play, curiosity, not taking it so effing seriously really goes a long way. So if you, you may be in a situation, you may be listening to me talk and you may be like, Sarah, I I seriously like, like effed up. Like (laughs) I am nowhere near trained where I should be for this thing. I would encourage you, as long as you're not going to put yourself in a situation like where you're in a true wilderness and there is no rescue, just do it. Like you might surprise the crap out of yourself. And that's when that happens, like such a cool and life-changing feeling. You're like, holy shit, I just did this thing I wasn't supposed to be able to do. Like, whoa, (laughs) that's that's like an amazing feeling and you'll never have it if you have if you have to be absolutely sure before you go and do the thing or if you have to have everything perfect before you go and do the thing you'll you'll never experience that wonder so so there you have it guys three reasons that people often feel unready for their trips just to summarize one of them has to do with training You usually feel pretty crappy when you're at the peak of your training cycle, and that's normal. That doesn't mean you're going to feel crappy on the actual hike. Number two, just the survival mechanism in your mind screws with you, and being aware of that can really help you. And number three, a lot of us overestimate the power of fitness and underestimate the power of mindset, which is incredibly powerful. I think it's actually the most powerful thing. So I hope that helps you if you have a trip coming up and you're feeling a little bit anxious. And if you don't have a trip coming up and you're not feeling anxious, just bookmark this episode because... I really think it happens to some degree to just about everyone. I mean, there may be some kind of unicorn out there that never gets nervous before a big mountaineering trip, but I don't know. 
that person, they maybe aren't learning as much as you and me who really kind of go through the river of misery and self-doubt and come out the other side victorious. So I hope you enjoyed the episode, guys. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, and I will catch you here next week. Take care. Hey friend, if you're enjoying the pod, there are two simple and free ways you can show your support. First of all, please share this with a friend who might find it helpful. And second, please leave a review on iTunes. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for tuning in.